Welcome to the Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Fanny Darling. And I'm Justin Hartung. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we will do our best to let you know they're coming. This episode, we're talking Girls 5 Eva, plus reports from Shadow and Bone and Mayor of Easttown, plus I am broadcasting live from the pit of hell that is The Handmaid's Tale. Okay, as always, this is a plea to rate and review us, Apple Podcast app, Podchasers, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox, or wherever you can find us. Just do it, please. We know you're listening. Pretty, pretty please. Help us out here. Yeah. You know, if, if nothing else, man, setting this up each week and the hell Fanny goes through uh, of me trying to figure out technical difficulties, just let us know you're listening so that all of this is worth something and not just, um, you know, just you know, uh, on a treadmill in the depths of hell. I love is... that you give me credit for that when all I do is try and sit here and try not to make eye contact. So you're the one that's actually struggling. Ugh. Tell Justin it's worth it. I, I am doing the easy part. Or write me and tell me what the fuck I'm doing wrong because that would be really helpful to not spend 20 minutes before every episode. It's all worth it. We love you guys. Um, all right. <laughs> Ooh, that was such a dad voice. <laughs> I really love you. You're fine, kid. Don't bother me. Girls 5 Eva. Yeah, let's, um, do let's do it. Tina Fey is among the producer, producers of this peacock comedy about a teen girl group that reunites later in life after they have uh, faded out, we shall say. It stars Sarah Bareilles, Renee Elise Goldsberger, Goldsberger, Goldsberry, Busy Phillips, Paula Pell, and Andrew Rennells, Um with appropriately boppy music by Faye's husband, Jeff Richmond. Uh, this is um, a very 30 Rock-like comedy. Um, and, yeah, what did you think of it, Fanny? This was exactly what I wanted when I wanted it. This was... Uh, at the end of it, this was like a show that was very kind to its participants, and I appreciated that. It didn't take roads that I thought for sure it was going to take. We can talk about that more a little bit. Uh, as we go along here but my general wrap-up is this was a lot of fun and I think that it can will only get better as it goes along really liked it totally worth your time you I'm in the same boat uh, before we dive into spoilers I think this is fun I think much like 30 Rock uh, I don't know if you've gone back and rewatched 30 Rock listeners but it starts really rough and gets much better I think Tina Fey's totally kooky and we should say she's not one of the writers here no um there's somebody whose name i should have written down that is sort of show running this um and the writing i think all all the kernels are there for a really fun second season that's not to say that the season isn't fun um i really love the performances i especially want to shout out uh you know, Paula Powell, uh, national treasure, who um, just in this kind of thankless role in some ways, um, it's not thankless, but it could have been thankless. And she turns it into the real like yeah. comic powerhouse of the, of the season. And uh, the also like kind of the heart of it, you know, the, yeah. how much she really cares and looks out for everyone without just being the mom. Yeah. They managed to, 
to skate that line really well. And she's just so goddamn funny. She's so funny. Delightfully sweet and funny. I loved her. I love we loved her in Wine Country. She's just she's great. Yeah, I will say I think the challenge of this show will be as you watch it, it's like, wow, this is a terrible idea and it will never work because <laughs> it's like, you know, there's just no way that the music industry in its terribly sexist form would ever allow for these women to have a comeback that was more than a blip on a rapper song or maybe like one performance right, somewhere. The, the Tonight Show performance and that would be the end of it. So yeah. it's kind of like as a, as a music person, and I'm just going to probably have to turn that part of my brain off. Yeah, you do. How... How will this sort of maintain any kind of credibility? And granted, uh, Tina Fey and this crew are known for a sort of surreal kind of absurd. I I have to say I did like that they didn't suddenly just – there was no sudden rise. It wasn't like, oh, we got all this – you know, because I was kind of expecting that and that was going to be the joke that, you know, and they still weren't very good but everybody was going, you know, apeshit for them. And instead it was like, okay, so we're kind of getting these little incremental pieces and I kind of appreciated that it wasn't just instant success or instant fall on their face, you know. Right. I did like that. And I will say the songs, um, we talked about this a bit before the started recording uh, by Jeff Richmond, are fun. They're catchy. They will stick in your brain. They're very true to the era in that way. And they're I mean, very funny in the, you know, like, they're very on the nose, but they are tr- they are pointing out problems in the industry, if you will, and problems with society. But... But um, <laughs> when you compare them to a show that I, of course... Famously, or not famously, because nobody really listened in the beginning. Um, hopefully you're listening now. Um, complained about throughout Crazy Ex-Girlfriend um, was just sort of like, I loved the songs and a lot of the rest of the show so failed. And it just, man, rest in peace. Adam Schlesinger. Schle- say his name wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the songs here are, they're missing that layer of like, the good version of the thing, right. plus also mocking it. Right. Um, They're missing the, I love my daughter, but not in a creepy way. Yes. Because nobody likes those those country schmoky songs about put your feet on my feet and they're creepy as hell. And there's no way that a song like that should work. And that's, it's a perfect parody of, but actually done very well. So like it, it's a nod to, Something that we all find creepy, but we also sort of embrace. And this is, you know... It doesn't quite have that level of... It doesn't quite get it. It's just making fun of it and trying to be... And especially in this first season where they're working... Maybe this is a natural segue into spoilers. If you don't want to talk... Hear about spoilers for Girls 5 Eva. um, One... um, God, I did not do any pre-planning on this. Um, <laughs> Two is more than three. Three is more than four. <laughs> four is more than five. Numbers all the way down being misused terribly. Um, <laughs> young five, Eva. <laughs> yeah. You should forget this portion of the podcast. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow. I got to go. I'm out. <laughs> um, but especially in this first season where they have a hilariously creepy former manager who's still trying to like get in with him who's got a like farm that is all very funny i air honk now yeah (laughs) that should have been like where they really did their like oh the industry is terrible and writes terrible songs and they should have been funny because eventually they get to a point where they're writing 
their own songs, and right. that seems to be pointing the way forward. It's not super like spoilery because it's sort of predictable in the formula of this thing, but it's like that's going to be interesting too, right? When they right. have to sort of write their own stuff and sort of sincerity versus kind of girl group campiness, and will the show? But again, I just need to turn my music brain Yes, off. you do. You absolutely <laughs> do. I need to talk um, cameos with you real quick. Please because do. you face blind Justin. You called Stephen uh, Colbert. And neither uh, Leia, Layla or I had noticed it. So I actually texted <laughs> them today. And I was like, so did you know that Alf Muzak was Colbert? And they were like, no. <laughs> so good for you. And then I left before you got to the other big cameo. Delightful. <laughs> okay. Which, <laughs> I was like, this is so for Justin. Which for a hot minute, I went, is that Sir Brellis playing also? Like, is that a double thing? And then I was like, no, Tina Fey casts Sarah Brellis because she looks like a younger version of her. Um, they have a I think similar... they're around the same age, aren't they? I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, they're around the same age. <laughs> uh, Andrew Rennell's uh, a kind of silly... Like, at first, you're like, is this going to go anywhere? It I, gets so deeply weird when he turns out right. to be a hermit crab enthusiast. You know what I liked about that was Andrew Reynolds very often plays the, like, I am closeted because I have to be because I'm cute boy band, actor guy, whatever, and I have this dumb beard wife only i know that i'm gay type person and i was and so i was so prepared for that to be this again yeah and i was i was like girded against it so when it turned out that he's so deeply closeted and you know and trying to be the good christian boy band that he has funneled all of his energy into this hermit crab thing <laughs> farm and that it has to be Busy Phillips's job to say, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> and Paula Pell's wonderful speech where she's like, no, honey, it's not just hermit crabs. Look, I, when I was coming out, I had an unhealthy, even for people that are into steampunk, steampunk issue. Oh my God, which, which also made me laugh a great so hard. Line. And, and a little flashback of her yes. costume. But I loved that they took that route instead. It was... But I don't even know. Maybe I didn't pay close enough attention, but I don't know that the joke there was even that he is gay. Oh, he's gay. That oh, was so? that was what she was telling him. Okay. And he, I, he, I don't think he knows it. I sort of read it as that, like he's just kind of a weirdo. No, and no, um, That was her whole point was I was so deeply closeted. I got super into something else so that I could avoid dealing with myself. Maybe, maybe I'm writing the show in my head you because are. I remember that line and thought... Like, oh, she's deluded. He's no. actually just a weirdo that likes He's not. Crabs. No, that was absolutely... Um, and that's why, you know, Busy Phillips has that line where even if you were going to spend three weekends a month for him and she tries to give him that out yeah. and was going to be talked into it, he grabs it. He's That's why he won't... You know, he pretends to kiss her goodnight. He is closeted even to himself, and that is the whole point. Okay. And I liked that they decided to do that instead. Notes, girls, five. We should have called this podcast Notes. Notes, girls, five. <laughs> um, just don't backtrack that. Don't have him be queer. It's funnier if he's just like <laughs> like an asexual hermit crab weirdo. Like I think I that's don't agree funny. with you. I think it's. I think that's an interesting track, and I'm glad that they didn't make it that he was this knowing and let him have his discovery. Yeah. You know, I and I I am glad that that's what they decided to do, and I'm glad that they decided to have Busy Phillips be like, yeah, I gotta go. 
I also will say I like I, I I do tend to want more gay actors playing characters that are straight or just not gay. It's like straight gay. And right. I'm just sort of like I, the more of that I can see the better. Um, yeah, I get that. So. I mean, I don't think it has to be his whole story, but I also right. don't think that no, he has to be an asexual hermit crab guy. He can right. have this discovery, right. you know. And um, what else? Um, Obviously, Sarah Bareilles and Renee Elise Goldsberry are very good. I do think that some of that storyline about like her and the you know second kid and her husband and and poor Renee, I think Elise Goldsberry has got the worst sort of storyline of the season. It's very, I mean, of this season, yes, yeah. she is very good and she handles it well and she's extremely funny. Yeah, um, and I did like that, you know. That the marriage wasn't either on the rocks or great, or I right. liked the way that these people truly liked each other. You weren't ever afraid for the marriage, and instead they were just sort of like, so how are we going to work this? Yeah. And I I liked that. I thought the whole thing was kind. I liked that she It's and, definitely all very kind. Yeah. I yeah. liked that she and Wiki never got into some huge drag-out fight. You know, yeah, yeah, you got disappointed with your friend, but it was, you know... Yeah. I, I thought that the whole thing was measured and kind and i liked that a lot yeah really it just didn't I, I i wonder if there's enough there for me to latch on to for a second season it's either gonna have to go more absurd or get better at character writing in right. second and season. i <laughs> think it figured out who it's care i mean like at the very beginning they had no idea what to do with busy phillips they're yeah. like okay put her in a tank top and have her do that weird thing where Jennifer she never Coolidge closes, closes her mouth yeah. yeah you know where she's like ah, she's not vaccinated <laughs> And by the end, she was, you know... It's, which is also hard because we know how smart she is. Oh, Busy Phillips is <laughs> one of the smartest human beings on the face, face so of the earth. So it's a little, like, it's funny, amazing, but it's also right. hard to watch smart people play dumb when you know that much. Right. And I feel like they sort of did the, okay, she's not super... Not as dumb as you think yeah, she is. Yeah, she's, she's some sort of, like, savanti type, you know. Like, I'm picking up on all of the emotions, but I don't tune into my brain. Right. And I think that's the smart way to go with her, if you're going to make her the pretty dumb one. So, Which, good segue, her final line of the uh, season, again, we're in spoiler territory. Um, I'm that beginning to think that Ashley faked her own death! <laughs> the, the five and five Eva uh, might still be around and not having died in an infinity pool <laughs> at Doug Henning's house or whatever. <laughs> I kept expecting her to show. I, I thought that from like the second episode. I'm like, okay, so she's not dead, and she's going to show back up a la du jour in Josie and the Pussycats, which I might have just spoiled for you. You need, need to, to watch, watch Josie and the Pussycats. I know, I know. Um, and so I was expecting that the whole time, so when I heard that line, I was like, oh, maybe she really is dead. But maybe she's not. <laughs> I'm hoping she'll be back. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that was a sincere line at the end. I hope so. of what we're saying, that Busy Phillips sort of had this funny right. intuitiveness I, that maybe, you know, they wouldn't have just thrown that away. I hope not. I hope they you weren't know. just trying to acknowledge, oh, we all know that you think that maybe they're not right. dead. Maybe that's just my weird writer brain of, yeah, we haven't seen a body. Show me a body and then I'll tell you she's dead. <laughs> also, a faked death um, uh, pop star is always a yeah. fun story to explore. Exactly. Um, I did love their crazy bench that they moved oh outside God. the um, Italian restaurant and somebody yelled at That scene where they first sit on it and somebody throws 
soda on them and <laughs> Paula Pell. That was Sprite. <laughs> Paula Pell is a treasure. I I laughed a lot. So and much. I am a dumb comedy snob and the show definitely has enough good kind of winners per yeah. per joke. You yeah, know, the joke per minute ratio yeah, is solid. A lot of fun. You're gonna enjoy it. Just don't worry about it too much. Yeah. It's it's not even five hours. It's maybe four and a half hours. Sit down, pay your four ninety nine for it, or, or, or do your free seven day trial. Watch the show. You won't be sorry. I it's, definitely it's really fun. Watched a couple with Fanny, enjoyed it, and then the next night finished the entire yeah. thing. <laughs> the next thing um, I knew, Justin was t- was texting me about so, uh, baby hit, crab heads. I don't so. usually do that <laughs> unless there's something there. So I had a lot of fun with the show. Um, and also, shout out to the best opening joke ever uh, involving kind of new terrible trap, uh, SoundCloud rap, oh whatever, my God. making bird calls, um, <laughs> which is a joke I've sort of been making on my own and not as successful variations. And to see it perfectly realized is a little stinker. Um, little stinker. I want more little stinker. My next favorite joke was that's Baby Shark backwards. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of funny, man. You got to watch all of 30 Rock also because this is. It's just, it's, I, the DNA is there. It's, it's a Baldwin thing for me. I yeah. can't enjoy him. He just... You know, he's the worst part about it, I have to say. I can't enjoy um, him. He just... Oh, yeah. I want to shout out Dean Winters, who has tirelessly been mayhem, has been the guy that nobody notices on every show in the world. I love that you know the name of the guy from oh, the insurance app. I fucking love Dean Winters. Are you kidding? <laughs> I've loved him since Oz. When did they name him mayhem? That's... Oh. That's just mayhem. He, okay. I'm mayhem. I'm this. That's just what he's called okay, on he's, the show, okay. on the on the ads. He's been in all kinds of stuff. I love him. I have always loved him. And I'm so glad to see him get this character work. I'm sure this is because he and Tina Fey must be friends. Because yeah. she puts him in everything that she has her hands in. And he's good in this. He he's starts fun. out as kind of a scumbag, but he seems like a good guy. He yeah. does love his sister, but he's like, yeah, but you still got to advertise my restaurant and shit. And, and they're definitely setting up a romance with him and um, Renee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah with Renee. I'll, yeah, I'll, totally. And I'm here for it. I'm totally. Good for Dean Winters to finally get a hot chick. I'm, yeah. I'm down for it. Totally. Also, whenever she does her runs oh, uh, inappropriately, that makes me oh, laugh giggle. every time. The, the, the very first time that she really does it in the hotel room where she's like in the voice that go a she's amazing yeah and she nails it and b that is exactly what those people like it's and really it's... fun to see amazing singers pretend to sing bad who can do it well yes. but they're singing bad in sort of like the performative way. good way right. like where you're like oh you can do that yeah. but also stop doing that <laughs> It's really funny. Yeah, because they actually have the talent, so they don't have to usually do that. They don't have to do the, I can warble and do the vibrato. And, yeah. Fun show. I now, the problem with watching an entire show like that in two nights, three nights, is now I'm like, oh, God, I really have to wait. Um I, well, let's see. I watched the first episode myself alone, decided that Layla needed to watch it, watched the first episode with them again and all of it, and then watched two or three with you. And I got to tell you, it was still funny. I would watch it. I would. Well, it's that's what I love about 30 Rock is it's so joke dense that you yeah. just pick up on new things all yep. the time. And there's in jokes and whatever, but it never feels kind of smarmy. That's what I like yeah. about the Tina Fey comedy train. It's like. Right. If you follow it dense, like if you follow it closely, there's lots of little in jokes, but it right. doesn't make you feel stupid or left out for not following those. Um, Makes me happy. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we dig into Shadow and Bone? Sure. 
this is you because I've seen it all. Um, I've seen through episode six three times now. So, <laughs> how many more do we have to go? You have two more to go. Okay, you have seen through six. You watched since we last talked. You watched three, four, five, and six. So you're it's picking up for you. What, what a roller coaster! <laughs> um, mostly, I'll start off by saying I'm really have noticed I enjoy watching this with you mm-hmm. more than anything. It's not as fun on my own, and I'm not trusting my own judgments my own because I really that fifth episode things picked up. By the way, we're going full spoilers for up through episode six of Shadow and Bone. It's already been number one on Netflix for whatever, so just we're getting into it here. Um, that episode was fun. The pace picked up. All the things that you've been saying about the characters that you liked and Kaz's crew. I was feeling it. It was like, oh, stakes were high. She was in the carriage. Ah, but it was their Cute carriage. boys are kissing. This is crazy. Cute boys are kissing. And then six started, and she like leaves the carriage immediately. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So like, no, I don't want to do a pretend like I would like we got them together. That was the whole point of like sitting through these first four episodes of like get move move along with this. Um, this six six episode, is the stag, right? No, no stag. It was six was terrible. Six was basically what happens um, in six? The cold hot people. Um, oh, the cold hot people from the shipwreck. <laughs> Doing bad Titanic cosplay on, and ending up yeah, Nina and Matthias in a cave and fake flirting and terrible accents and sort of like, why are you so prude? Oh, like this, just like all of it was terrible and so boring. I clearly remember it, so I was paying some attention. Um, I don't even remember what the fuck Alina did in this episode. She met up with uh, Mal finally and yeah. was kind of mad with him in a very boring way. Right. Um, the Kaz stuff. It was a little more interesting, mostly because they got into sort of um, Inej's kind of Inej. thing with, I don't know, but it it was a very wheel-spinny episode. After a really momentous episode, I'm like, there's not that many episodes, guys. Pick it up. There's two. Um, so, yeah. I just need to watch the last two with you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Yeah, eat. no, we'll, we're watching the last two together. Yeah. I, I've fun. already talked about this. I think the... The way I, I don't think it's a well-made show. You pay attention differently when it's you and I watching than if you're on your own. Yeah, I think. and that's that's fine. Yeah. that's it's that kind of a show where it's fun to watch with other people if they're super into it, and that's you know, yeah. If you have more fun watching it with me, then watch it with me. Yeah. I have more fun. I, I each time I watch this, it's not like I get bored of it. So right. it's no problem. I just so. I wish I don't know what the thing is. It feels just like. A scene, and then a scene, and then a scene, and then a scene. It doesn't, the pacing of it feels. And, and you might feel th- these last two episodes are pretty tight. Yeah. So. Just like, I, it's some, and maybe I just, I read this, I think, somewhere, and I was like, yes, that's exactly it. Like, that compressing these three storylines, or I guess two books, but it's three, two books. Three real kind of storylines. Yeah, but see, Nina and Matthias are part of the Six of Crows. So okay. breaking the. What is happening in the show is history in Six of Crows. Right. You kind of see it in in back. The whole six, it's uh, a character who is not the conductor character. It's Kaz and Inej and Jesper and Nina and Matthias. And they are all, uh, Kaz's gang is called the Dregs. Right. And all six of them are Dregs, except for this character that's not the conductor that I don't want to give away, but is who he's placeholding because their heist is, of course, different. Right. Um, and so Nina and Matthias are already there. They already 
I'm not going to tell you because it'll spoil, but they have already had their thing that's happening and have had a split, right. if you will. Okay. So this is all told in flashback. Right. And so it's going to be necessary to tell the story going forward, but because of it being a third storyline, it's it's awkward and it's weird and it's hard to get in there. Right. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. There, I can feel the... the the um, what's the word when you wow you can see the feel the bones you can feel I the can feel the bones good shadow bones things yeah. but when they adapt yeah. is the word I can feel the the pressure of adaptation of these you can two feel stories. the writers room of how are we going to get yeah. all of these people to this place right so because it's different than the source material that we have and at the end we want this yep so they're building backwards which yeah. doesn't always work. Yeah. I also wanted more of um, Madame Hooch. I just, she's great. And I was like, where are you? I want more she comes of you. back. She okay. Comes back. Um, so, whatever. Two more episodes. I will continue. I will continue reading, Yay. I think. And now I've decided I might just obviously finish the show and then read. Because I, I feel like now if I read, I'm going to be like, it's just these two. Where are the crows? Or the, the dregs, I guess. Yeah. Do they call the them crows. the dregs? They're, they're both. The, okay. they're, they, uh, there are the dregs is the name of the gang. Because all the gangs in Ketterdam have different names. Ah, okay. But their tattoo okay. are crows. And so they're also known as the crows. Got it. So. Um, Mayor of Easttown, should we get into it? Yeah. Um, we We're are going to go spoilers for now? episode five, yeah. I think Which we is everything that's spoilers. aired. Yeah. Uh, man, this is one vape hit, uh, two Ninja Fruits, three, um, uh, God, there's so much detail in this show. I can't believe I can't think of a third one. Um, three Guy Pierce is no longer in the desert. <laughs> um, we're going to go spoilers, so yeah. bail out now, and this fifth episode has got a doozy in it, which I think we just have to get straight we to. We do. Yep. Um, fucking A. Evan Peters, guys. Oh <laughs> got shot God. in the head, and I was very sad, and I might have actually gone, oh, no, it was in my living room. very traumatic. I think yeah. I did, too. I actually was like... It was like yelled. the opposite of when I saw the back of his head in WandaVision and I jumped out of my chair and started cheering and was so excited. <laughs> this was the opposite. I fell back in my chair and went, oh, What no. a year it's been. I have two more episodes without Evan Peters. And he was, this is, and, and I say this with all the respect for his acting chops in the world, but this is the best he's ever been. I agree. He has he's been really good. So good. So grown up. So, yeah. so subtle in this show and I was really enjoying him I was believing that he had this crush on Mare even though that seemed like lots of people would have been like they both played it so well and honestly uh, the date scene was so rough oh it was good. so good so and believable yeah where yeah. she's like oh I'm sort of humoring you because I want the information that I am but also you know you're Evan Peters you're attractive I'm not stupid right but I'm quite a bit older than you and Guy Pierce is also very hot and and really what I want is the information I'm fiending to do my job that they've taken away from me. The writing in this show, oh my God. And it's really good. The interpretation of all of these truly amazing actors is so fun to watch. They really get the material and you can tell that they're... It's a it's an uh, acting feast. In a, I is. hate that phrase, but it it's is like, a masterclass. Yeah, man. it's 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 really good. Everybody oh. across the board. Yeah. Um. I mean, even that subplot with uh, her friend and the son and yeah. all of that was really I thought well. God, handled. I love Julianne Nicholson. Um, oh. Yeah, she's really good. She's great. Um, she's so good. 
I've yeah. always loved her. I, so I'm also super just amazed that they wrapped like they wrapped up that part of the story right. in a kind of interesting cliche busting way of like I feel like well, it, was, the other it was yeah that was so uh, Silence of the Lambs which it I think they Silence did on purpose on they purpose. did that homage yeah. super on purpose totally. and, and they did it really well yeah um, and so okay I guess we gotta go I'm now. excited for um, Who do we Mare th- to get to bring the I'm excited for the at least she got to bring the girl back to her mom that was so mad. Totally. And that's that's going to be a good scene next week. I'm ex- so excited right for that. Yeah. What, um, what, who do you think killed Aaron? I have not read any of the theories. So if you've think read any the, of the theories and if they've been, I haven't read okay. the theories. I do I saw think, Joanna Robinson has a theory that she's very convinced about. And I was like, I don't want to hear it. I do think it's just the cousin. I don't think it's going to be some big shocker. I think it's the cousin that she went to live with. That's okay. one of the three, you know, the, the, is it the dad's cousin? I can't remember. You John don't think something. it's a last minute fake out? No, okay. I don't think so. I think this is a very kind of honest show. It's been right. there the whole time. It's just, it's going to be an accident. It's going to be more sad than anything. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be like, oh, he plotted to, you know, kill her forever. It's going to be some sort of. And her terrible, creepy, long haired boyfriend, you think, was just an abusive asshole? Yeah, That's I think he was just an abusive up. asshole. Okay. And, yeah. And I think it's quite possible that the same person that killed her is the dad of the baby. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good show. It's just, uh, man, I do every time I, there should be a drinking game whenever they go. should be a drink ying, yingling game <laughs> whenever they go thin, thin, or yeah. what else they say. I want to give thin. a shout out to um, <laughs> Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon here, but Swoozie Bacon is nailing this. She's oh, taking both she? her dad the, and her mom's acting chops. And she's the junkie. The daughter? Uh, she's oh, no. The, oh, she is really good. She's, I didn't realize that was her. She's okay. nailing this. Uh, as much as I did not like her in the I Lost My Virginity with the horse head mask on thing <laughs> uh, with Tim Robbins and, and uh, Holly Hunter, she's, man, she's so good in this. Better than either of her parents, who I have a lot of respect for, but she's so uh, good. Oh, that scene with smart. In when that, she says, you know, I need, room, and she asks so for help, and Gene Smart says, I'll help you, and I'm, I'm doing it because I don't want to lose my grandson, and yeah. both of them being so honest, and, and but also good to each other. I was, ugh, it's yep. a great show. Really like it. Me too. Um, Me too. Definitely right now, kind of in my top shows of the year. Yes, so. great. Um, Very happy. Oh, oh there's, there's Maisie. The got thoughts it's, too. It's not Puck this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we get into We Did What You Saw There? Uh, well, we need to. Yeah, I guess this leads into my report from hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to do a little news first? There's lots yeah, of. Yeah, let's do news. Yeah, there's some. Uh, premieres dropping of new seasons of things we're excited about we thought we should tell you because we'll probably be talking about them you go first uh stars has i talked about this a while back uh when it was announced that a blind spotting uh series spinoff uh from the movie with uh, Raphael. i can't i don't know what his last name is and i'm sorry it starts with the c but <laughs> and david diggs movie which was so good and uh this is about the Raphael's character and his family and it's on stars and it's going to start i didn't realize it was coming so fast i'm super excited about this it starts uh june 13th so that's awesome uh, hot boys of summer as i call it also known as animal <laughs> kingdom last summer was the hot boys of summer drought the drought is over as of july 11th on tnt so all the boys are coming back uh alan barkin of course died last season so she won't be coming back but maybe vincent d'onofrio's daughter playing her in flashbacks will be back <laughs> anyway the show is not good i love it so much 
And uh, also on TNT, speaking of shows that are, I, I believe, actually good, but you wouldn't believe it is uh, or wouldn't know it just to look at the advertising and they have characters named, you know, Uncle Daddy. Uh, <laughs> Claws, final seasons of, Cla- of Claws uh, with the delightful Nisi Nash, the delightful uh, Judy Reyes, the delightful uh, Carrie Weston is back June 6th, which is so, so soon. That's also on TNT. And also coming back, uh, not as, uh, on June 35th, as I have in our notes, but on June 25th is season two of Central Park on Apple Woo-hoo! TV+. Plus. And, so oh, my God. I, I stumbled upon it because I was having a bad week, and I was like, I'm just going to see if there's a date yet for this, because it's not, because the whole world is trash. <laughs> and I said, see, Central Park, season two, and it popped up, and I suddenly began texting it to everybody I knew, Justin, Leah, Olive, and oh my god, you guys, and it made my wait better, and now I cannot wait. Nice. June 25th, Apple TV+. Plus. Nice. Anything for you? Um, yes, I am very excited about the return of Betty, the uh, skate, you know, skateboard crew in New York City. Uh, uh, second season is June 11th. It basically was all, I think, shot during quarantine, and it's going to address that sort of specifically. Uh, one of my favorite shows from last year. I'm so glad that's back and feel good. Um, it's a BBC show. It's coming back for its second season, June 4th. I think, did you watch the whole first season, right? I feel like we talked about it a little I bit. so. I can't even remember um, what it is. I know. It was the one about this sort of angry American comedian woman who basically just sleeps around and finds, uh, at the end of the season, she hooks up with this, like, straight woman. Um, it was funny. It's not genius, but I thought God, it had a lot of it sounds familiar, but... I know. We talked about it. Yep. This seems like a million years ago. No release date yet, but filming in Chicago is um, work in progress, nice. which we talked about last year, and I rewatched with Layla recently, and oh my god, so good, and I'm so excited that they are filming season two. Uh, excited for Abby, and uh, I, I can only think of Theo Germain's real name, uh, Chris, <laughs> to be back and find out if they get... If they work their shit out. And we have Loki coming up. It's going to be a fun fun June. That's also the 11th of June, I think. Yeah. Lots of stuff coming out. Yep. Um, All right. What else did you watch? I watched The Handmaid's Tale because I'm going to stay with The Handmaid's Tale until it makes my brain explode. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean... I'm very close to watching it every week. The Handmaid's but. Tale, you're my hero. That's my Cameron from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off impersonation. Oh, my God. This show makes me so fucking mad. I believe that I texted Justin while watching an episode where they escape from Gilead in, I kid you not, a freight train full of milk. Yes, like mother's milk yeah uh uh-huh i i don't think i get it explain it to me and then they get rescued by somebody that isn't mayday and he makes them put out to have some place to stay but then it turns out that janine thinks he's cool because his eye because she thinks her eye patch is cool so she doesn't mind fucking this guy so that they can have like moldy bologna sandwiches and they're not really mayday either but then in the last episode June decides she's got to go, and 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 Janine says, "Okay, I want to stay because this guy, you know, thinks I'm cute, and my eye patch is cool, and I bought him. I, I traded our both of our habits for a baseball cap for him because he used to like baseball. But then when June starts to go, Janine gives her the cap, which is pretty sweet. And then they hug and and they say goodbye. And then uh, she's walking down the empty streets of 
I think it's supposed to be Chicago. And uh, she she knows she's being followed, so she hides. And it turns out it's Janine. And Janine says, I feel safer when we're together. But then they get bombed by Gilead, who there's some confusing I don't give a shit thing about how they're going to have a ceasefire because Bradley Whitfield and Nick are doing some weird-ass thing. I don't care. It's, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. And so they, they run from the bombs, and it's not clear if Janine gets killed or not. But as the smoke is clearing, all of a sudden you see Samira Wiley, and she looks across the rubble, and she says, June? And I burst the fuck into tears <laughs> because Samira Wiley is just that good. She got her friend back, and God, I love Samira Wiley. This show is terrible. It makes me angry. I hate it. I mean, at least we can just get them to Canada now, I hope. I just, think, yeah, I yeah. think she's done. She's going to Canada and now then is can what I organize them. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'll be, and, and there's some, I don't, you know, the what's her bucket is pregnant. Uh, Serena's pregnant, Serena Joy. And right. they're both trying to, like, get the, the Rita on their side in Canada. And, and Rita's like, fuck you both, which was kind of empowering. I enjoyed that. And Ann Dowd still wants to kill Elizabeth. I don't yeah, care. It's it's pretty self parody at this it's point. It's terrible. Yeah, Samira Wiley, you're better than this, but I I will give you kudos that you did that scene right. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I watched that. Don't watch the show. It's terrible. I'll watch it for you and tell you how bad it is. <laughs> um, I watched two episodes of The Mosquito Coast, which is on Apple TV Plus. Why does Justin Theroux say his name is Theroux instead of Thoreau? I don't know. The whole Theroux? rest, I, it's fine. That's <laughs> probably how it's pronounced. But Paul Thoreau's pretty fucking famous, dude. And he he's your uncle and he wrote this book and you're in this show oh, now. Oh, it's his so, uncle? Yeah, I don't Paul think I Thoreau's his, okay. his uncle. Okay. So now now you're like actually embracing the name and, and we still have to call you Thoreau? Really? Really? <laughs> in France, I think it would be It Theroux. would be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But... <laughs> Dude, Paul Thoreau, you know how much a, a, a first edition of the Mosquito Coast go for? <laughs> I do, because I looked it up. Like 800 bucks. If an eight, if a, a copy of your book goes for 800 bucks, Justin Theroux, who, you know, put on some gray sweatpants and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did Paul Thoreau write the Mosquito Coast? That his, yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even figure this out. Okay. Yes. But he's, wow, that's so incestuous. Okay. Yes. <laughs> And there's, no, and there's no Martha Plimpton. There's no Martha Plimpton. The girl who plays or the daughter Plimpton. is very good. <laughs> I I have not read the Mosquito Coast, the book. I have vague memories of the Harrison Ford, River Phoenix, Martha Plimpton uh, version of the show. Was that actually? Yeah, it was Martha Plimpton. Yeah. Um, was, uh, when, yeah. I, when I looked at you, I had to go to the bathroom. Right, exactly. But uh, no, I think of you when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, but I know that they were also in that thing where he played the... He was the, uh, his parents were, yeah, his yeah. parents were in the witness production and she was the girlfriend in that too. Right. Um, anyway, so I didn't, don't remember enough of, to, of the movie plot and I don't have enough knowledge of the book to know what they are extrapolating here, but I think this is good. Nice. I certainly let the next one play. I might've watched three, not just two. Uh, the acting is good. I really hate Melissa George, and I wish they would stop putting her in things. She plays the wife. Who's she? Um, she was in The Slap. Okay. She, she's like one of those square-jawed, mid-30s women that you would like know, blonde women who I don't think is American that you would know maybe if you saw her if you weren't you because you're face blind. <laughs> True. Um, 
she's just not good, you know? I think she's, you know, a model-turned-actor, which sometimes works, most of the time does not. But she looks good in a white T-shirt with no bra. So, <laughs> sure, I guess. Um, anyway, she's the, she's the worst thing about this show, but the rest of it, it's basically they have... I don't know if they've made if they're going tr- true to the book or if they're making changes from the uh, from the book or not. But this family is wants to live off the grid anyway. Dad is you know like sort of crazy minimalist. You know has run the family into the ground because he he's so obsessed with his ideas of how intelligent how you know how smart he is and his inventions, but also living off the grid and zero waste and all of that. And um, anyway. They go on the run because there's some mystery about what he did in their past. Okay. And her parents are rich, and she made a phone call to them, and there's stories. The daughter wanted to stay with the boyfriend, so there's some some layers to this. And they still haven't even all gotten all the way down to the Mosquito Coast uh, in the first couple of episodes. I'll keep watching. We'll see. I'll let you know. I think it's good. I'm not sure. Nice. Other than that, I watched a whole lot of Real Housewives. A lot of them. New Jersey ended. Dallas ended. These people are all fucking nuts. But New York started. And, yeah, I, I, I watched a lot of Housewives. <laughs> okay. I know I say that a lot, but I did. Uh, a Nikki report. My DVD of Kiss of Death came. That movie was worse than I remembered. Yeah. I tried to leave twice, and they sat on me on the couch. <laughs> Did they like it at all? No. Or? I mean, no. I don't know. They did in their, like, this is terrible type way. The, I realized that the only thing I remembered was, A, I really hate David Caruso. <laughs> yeah, he was B, terrible. B, his hair is awful and it gives me the creeps. Yep. And C, all I remembered was Nicolas Cage bench pressing Hope Davis. And yes, it was Hope Davis. I feel bad for wow. Hope Davis because she is so much better than totally that. I forgot about that. Um, and Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt is better than that. Catherine wow. Urbe is better than that. Stanley Tucci is better than this. Although he was in the weird I'm 35 and I look like I'm 60 and I'm unattractive, but I'm about to get really hot phase. I don't understand the math of Stanley Tucci. It's very confusing. Um, Michael Rappaport is better than that, and he's not even that good. Uh, (laughs) Like, this is full of the, hey, it's that guy, and he's better than this movie, because this movie killed a lot of careers. It's terrible. (laughs) Well, it should have, because it was like, and Mira's in this movie for like two scenes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's insane. I just, this is not a good movie. Anyway, that was the Nikki report. Um, and we watched, Parker and I watched uh, a lot of 911, which is really dumb. Both of them, 911 and 911 Lone Star, really dumb. We sobbed hysterically through all of both episodes of 911 and 911 Lone Star this year. It was week. a very special. Yeah, very special, like, parents loving kids, maybe leaving kids. Yeah. Okay. There was lots of sobbing. Nice. So, yeah. That's what happened. Cool. And then we watched, oh, oh, Rebel. I have continued to watch Rebel. Remember? That yeah. show that I said, I keep watching. Oh. Want to know why? Because John Corbett's super charming. You know who else is charming? Andy Garcia's really charming. Katie Seagal is charming. The girl who played Gert is charming. Sam Palladino with his weird, posh American accent when we're used to seeing him on Nashville. Super charming. Also has a uh, revenge porn plot where, he, where his girlfriend releases a video of him with his, video, with his uh, guitar, super naked, singing like a body, like uh, British pub song. This is not a good show. I watch it and I cry. Nice. Yeah, I, I feel bad about myself. I feel dirty, but I do it. 
You gotta What'd do it. You, you gotta do, do sometimes. this week, Justin? Um, I talked a lot. I had Sorry. forgotten everything and uh, only remembered it as we were recording a lot of it. Um, <laughs> oh, good. St. Maud is a movie on Hulu. Um, it was a big sort of A24 buzzy awardsy horror movie. Uh, it is about basically a woman who works as um, a kind of physical therapist, uh, caretaker to um, a dying woman. And that woman is, I don't know this person's name, but she was terrific. I need to look it up. She is this uh, queer sort of artist kind of dancer woman and the judgy younger caretaker woman um, is sort of trying to steer her to the path of righteousness. Um, And there's lots of kind of, you know, God kind of filling a static like craziness. And, but of course it's a horror movie. It's an A24 horror movie. Is it God or is it something more sinister? I feel like I say that a lot on this podcast. Um, But yes, indeed is something more sinister, which in a, a very A24 way, what's sinister is religious fanaticism. So more than any real devilly kind of stuff. Um, it's good. I don't think it's quite worthy of the, you know, Paul Tremblay, like instant or classic. I enjoyed it. Um, I would say if there's like a, you know, night where you want to have a fun, spooky, religious themed horror movie, give it a shot. Um, I don't think it's like, is it as good as the unholy? Not as fun as The Unholy, which (laughs) I I still was telling somebody about it the other day. Uh, Man, that movie, I cannot wait till there's like the room screenings of The Unholy. (laughs) I feel like we are going to be like early on that. (laughs) We we should be, man. Come on. Literally, probably only like 200 people saw it. (laughs) I would like to know what that movie grossed. Right. (laughs) Um, Shrill, season three, a series that... We, I think, both enjoyed enough in season one, but kind of were like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it. And then I started season two and sort of spaced out on it halfway through. It sort of felt like more of the same. Did you watch Shrill season two at all? Yeah. Um, so I ended up reading a bunch about season three kind of being a nice capper to it. This is the end of the show. I think they didn't know whether they were going to be renewed. Um, season two ends with, sorry, this is spoilers for Shrill. Um, season two ends with her dumping her loser ass boyfriend. Who's sort of fetishizing her for being fat and also not really respecting her enough. And so he's like barely in the third season. And oh, well, that's good. It was a really nice, um, change. Cause I felt like that was the big thing. Dragging that show down was like, are we supposed to think this is going to work out because they're both quirky? It was like, no, he's like a creepo loser. Um, and she's got her issues, too, as a character, which I like. A.D. Bryant, I think, is really good in this. Um, it really, this third season focuses on her relationship with her roommate. Um, and her roommate has a new girlfriend who's, like, from a wealthy family. And there's all this sort of class and race stuff that comes in. Um, I thought the third season was way better than kind of the previous season, certainly. And... Um, tied it up kind of nicely and sort of ambiguously. Um, nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was worth a watch. Um, mom, guys, mom is over. No more me talking about mom and um, Fanny rolling trying to find so nice hard. things to say about it. Um, it was the final season. Uh, Anna Ferris had left at the end of last season. Uh, this show, I think I've talked about Like this. three days before they released the Yeah, it caused some trouble. <laughs> um, they tried to pivot the show to be about this group of women in recovery, um, which worked in some ways. I, you know, it's funny. I feel like I, um, 
drive uh, you know my friends in recovery that I do know crazy because I'm constantly asking them like do you watch mom is it accurate was this real was this good and they're like no I don't watch mom shut up that's the end of the conversation <laughs> I don't care um, but Allison Janney man so good uh, Kristen Johnson is really hilarious in this show and really kind of came um, to the forefront in this final season and they're really fun together um, but it really did miss Anna Ferris and the whole point of the show which was you know having a mom and daughters and um, so I, I wouldn't say this finale really stuck the landing in any meaningful way I do hope that if they you know I could see a show about these women in recovery it should be more diverse granted it's set in Marin but it should definitely be more diverse like there are stories to tell about people in recovery that are also funny stories and real and that's a great setting for like a sitcom kind of thing you can do lots of fun stuff there so i feel like this was definitely norman lear light right. <laughs> at the end of the day um i want a show that has both william fickner and gary cole uh, in it also because then i'd be happy fickner is great i yeah, love fickner he's great i love fickner i love gary cole gary cole i love mixed dish yeah but i loved gary i love gary cole and mixed dish yeah i, I think he's fabulous in and he's only getting better and weirder the older he gets and i and i put him and thickner together and totally. this like everybody slept on them type roles and i want to see them do something together so i just spent you know five minutes raving about Jean smart and how much i love her i tried to watch hacks oh. on epics um i, I thought it was on hbo was it I think it's on HBO. I don't know. I can't remember what it's on. I didn't write it down. It's on HBO. Um, This is not a good pilot. (laughs) I've heard that the show gets good and people seem to like it. This pilot is dreadful. I would love to know what you think of it. It is such yeah, because I wanted to watch it. A waste of Gene Smart as this like sort of washed up comedian in Vegas, and it's sort of like the young generation of cynical millennial writer versus like the sort of seasoned old like right. sort of uh, vaudeville comedy pro. Um, it's not funny. It's not interesting. The characters are really unlikable. Um, I really hated this pilot. I was really surprised because I was really ready to love right? it. Right, I know. I, I thought um, you would love it. Um, I really didn't like it, and I'm not going to say anymore because if you want to watch it, maybe I'm interested to watch it. it and it is I'll HBO Max. I did go okay. make sure. Sorry, but it, I don't know where I got Epics. Um, love Death. We don't have a subscription to Epics, Justin. <laughs> There's something that's like Epics on. I saw something on Epics this week. Uh, love Death and Robots uh, is the Netflix um, animated crazy like whatever anthology. Um, I watched, I think, the, some of the first season maybe talked about it. I didn't watch the whole second season. I just Googled the highlights and watched those because it can be very crass, violent, sex, sexist, gross anime that I don't love. Um, but there's one worth watching that I saw of the three that I watched. It's called All Through the Night. It is about adorable little kids in sort of a Rankin Bass sort of style of sort of stop motion animation who hear Santa and go down and realize it is definitely not Santa. Oh. Something more sinister. I have to stop saying You're really that. into that today, dude. <laughs> um, it's really funny and kind of that old. Uh, Tim Burton kind of vibe, like when Tim Burton was good, Frank and Weenie, and um, I really, really enjoyed All Through the Night, Netflix, Love and Robots. At least just watch that. Um, All right, I got an X. I'm going to close this out with an X. So, 
I don't usually pay attention to SNL, SNL anymore because it's been god awful. Kind of since Trump got elected, I feel like it's been unwatchable. Um, and like it, twenty years before <laughs> Trump got elected, I've been in and out of it, but man, it has been really bad. I'm lately. sorry. Do you remember when Robert Downey Jr. was on? Yeah, it's, okay. that was bad, and it's good, and it's it's in a very bad phase now. So Keegan Michael Key. Uh, was the host this week. I didn't watch it, but I usually let the internet tell me when there's something I'm supposed to watch on SNL, and I click play. Uh, this was a sketch ostensibly about you, the Muppets. You are the, the internet's trained monkey man when it comes to SNL. I totally am. Okay. Um, Wald, Statler and Waldorf, the cranky old men critics in the Muppet balcony. The, the premise of the sketch was, what would happen if the security of the comedy club or whatever had to actually deal with um, Statler and Waldorf heckling their comedians? And funny idea, right? Sure, I could try that. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key and Keenan Thompson as the cranky security guards who go up there and give them a talking to. Where's this going to go? Where it goes is they beat the shit out of Statler and Waldorf so badly that there's a joke with, like, one of them with, like, bruised eyes and, like, basically, like, almost in a coma. And he's just sitting there shaking. No! He's about to go into a coma. No, see, it should have turned that Statler and Waldorf turned around and were like, beat the shit out of Keenan and Kel. You do not, as a human, beat on Muppets ever. No, that's punching down. Yeah. Also, they're the Muppets. Miss Piggy can punch people? Right. You cannot punch Miss Piggy. (laughs) That's not how that ever works. (laughs) Um, I found this so not upsetting in a way of like, don't fucking do that to the Muppets, but also just like, fuck, this show is lazy and stupid. Like, how could you waste a funny premise and funny people and pretty good puppetry work? And that is the joke you wrote? Right. It could have been funny. I nix nix that. Because those are both smart. Like, if you wrote it well, the wordplay and throwing, you know, lobbing back insults at each other could have been really funny. And the meta thing of how terrible SNL is these days. No, that could have been really good. Yeah. And they had a fake Kermit who, like, bad-voiced Kermit. It wasn't any of the real uh, Henson people, you could tell. It was like, yeah. None of it was okay. And I don't appreciate any of it. Um, All right. So... If you have thoughts on any of this stuff... Um, do you want to beat up Muppets? Do you want to beat up Muppets? Please don't tell us about it. I was just um, <laughs> going to say that. Don't read my mind. Girls 5 Eva, watch it. Tell us Tell us whether you think... Um, What's your favorite joke? That the 5 Evas are really going to truly reunite next um, season. And whether the songs are good, maybe, I, maybe I'm just an old music curmudgeon. That is very likely. It's um, one more than forever. You can reach us <laughs> at the next podcast on Facebook. You can email us at motionnex at gmail, which nobody ever does. Um, you can tweet at us. I got a, a warning that somebody had tried to hack us from China. Uh, some, Recently? Some, yeah, I got a, oh, Motion to Nick, somebody tried to log into your I just logged in this email week because I did have to check one thing. Uh, well, were um, you in China? No. Okay, well, then it wasn't you. Strange. Was it this week, though? Uh, it was recently. I wonder if we got shut. I noticed we weren't on Google um, Podcast listeners. This is very insider baseball. We are back on Google Podcasts, so I don't know what happened there. Somebody in China didn't want you exactly. listening, which means you should listen. Exactly. Um, we can talk to us on Twitter at the next podcast. I'm at Justin Hartung. I'm at Fanny V. Darling. Talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>